the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God will gladly take over navigating our lives when we surrender to Him. He's standing on the outside, waiting for us to open the door of our hearts from the inside. We must let Him in and give Him complete control. As Pastor Rander continues today's message, listen closely as he focuses in on God's criteria for knowing His will and what we must willingly do to live in Him, through Him, and for Him. God must always be first in all things, and we must submit to His Lordship in all things. Remember to keep your Bible, pen, and paper handy. We cannot see God, but we can see our brother, which causes John to pose a critical question. He says, how can you love God whom you have not seen and hate your brother whom you see. The love of God in our hearts will express itself through a loving relationship with our brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. i like to pose another question to you, beloved. Why must we love everyone? Now, some of y'all saying, I love everybody, and you are lying. Why must we love everybody and God will test your statement too number one I got four reasons why number one we ought to love everyone because God has commanded us to love everyone that's why because my Bible tells me so if I didn't give you another reason that's the supreme reason the word of God says love everyone and it's no strings attached Text is not conditional. Does God love you with a conditional love? No. He loves you with what kind of love? Well, why are you going to put conditions on your love? Who, to, who told you to, to only love those who can love you back? Who told you to love only love those who can do for you, who can please you? God put no strings attached on his love, and he wants us to be his children in a world that's filled with hate and prejudice. And, and there ought to be a difference in the people of God if you are really a Christian. You are not a Mason. You are not an Omega. You are not a Delta. You are not a Republican. You are not a Democrat. You're not even an Independent. You are a Christian. And the Christian is the highest name given among men because Jesus gave us that name. When is the last time you got excited about the fact that you are a Christian? Say it after me. I am. I am a Christian. There's no other name like that name. Because the root word of Christian is what? Christ. 
Now, why are you going to substitute that name and lessen yourself to the names of this fallen world? I dare you take pride in all that. If you happen to be some of that, that's fine. But listen, that ain't where it is. Amen. We take pride in that and don't take pride in the fact that we are royal priesthood. We are salt. We are light. We are a chosen generation. When the last time you got excited about the names God has given you? We, we must love everyone because, because God's word says so. Number two, we love everyone because we are made in the image of God. <laughs> Osama bin Laden is made in the image of God. Farrakhan is made in the image of God. That person that really tests every ounce of Christianity you got in you is made in the image of God. That husband who ran away from you won't live up to his responsibility. Can't find that rascal. But he's made in the image of God. You say, well, I can't tell it, but he is. <laughs> he is. He is. He's made in his image. God has fashioned him as he fashioned you. And he or she is God's creation. Even Hitler is made in the image of God. People get quiet. I mean, he may have been, his acts may have been monstrous and he was demonically infested and all that other kind of stuff. We can talk about his evil deeds all he wants. But let me tell you something. God made him too. God didn't make him do what he did. That was Satan. But God made him in his very image. So you, you got to come to grips with that. And once you do, you can still love persons regardless of what they do, even though you hate the actions and behavior of a person. Thirdly, Christ is, is put on display as we imitate the love of Christ. You got folk want to imitate Michael Jordan. And he's gone, so who you, you can't imitate, you know, and that's why y'all not imitate folks, they come and go. You can, you know, <laughs> people come and go, things come and go, stars come and go, movie stars come and go, politicians come and go, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and ever before. If you want to imitate anybody, be like Christ, emulate him. We put the love of God on display and we shine for Christ in a world filled with hate and anger and destruction when we imitate the love of God in a world that desperately needs to know what true love really is. Number four, why must we love everyone? Because God gave the supreme example of love by sending his one and only son and expects us to demonstrate the same type of love toward each other. What love God lavished upon us when he gave his one and only son to die for us. And he said, you know what he's, God is saying is that he desires that we love one another with a selfless, sacrificial love to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So when, when you love like that, you, you get over, you lose your focus, lose the focus of what folk have done to you and focus on God and his love and how God can sustain you in spite of what they do to you. That means you can serve on. You're not so quick to get out of whatever you were serving in. 
And if you got out, you can get back in because the, the love of God in you is greater than anything that comes against you. Christians are so quick to quit the ministry and get out of this or get out of that. Somebody stepped on your toe, said something to a finger, did this, did that. I ain't daughter no more. They all like that. Well, listen, they all like that on your job, but you stay there and get that check, don't you? They like that in the military, but you retire, don't you? But you come in the Lord's house and come in the family of God, all of a sudden, you expect everybody. This is not a perfect family. This is not a perfect church. There ain't no perfect church. And when you find one, it won't be perfect because you there. And if you want to find the activities of Satan in the church, you can find it in any church. And if you want to find the activities of God in a church, you can find that if it's a true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a matter of your focus and who you tie yourself into relationally. Why? So you watch who you sit and watch who you email it and watch who you call it. Folk will damage your thinking. Have you out of the church and they gone on about their business. And you all confused and batty and away from God. Won't you say amen? Well, one more question and we'll be done. Is this blessing you this morning? How do we demonstrate love toward difficult people? That's where I want to end. I think that's a good landing point. How many of you got some difficult people in your life? Some of y'all got difficult people in your home. <laughs> Everywhere. How do we demonstrate love towards difficult people? Because they're going to be around us. Not going to ever get rid of them. Not going to ever get rid of them. So you might as well learn in wisdom how to deal with them. Let me give you a prescription. And if you take these nine things, it'll bless you and you won't lose your cool with difficult people, because they're going to test you. If you're not prepared, you can lose it. Some of you lost it. You already lost it. I'm going to try to help you not lose it so many times. Number one, speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love, for it is the truth of God's word that changes lives. Just because they're difficult, well, you know what? Ooh, if I tell the truth about to them, I don't know how they're going to act. You know they're pretty tough. Listen, the only thing that's going to help them is the truth. The only thing that's going to set them free is the truth, and the truth of God's word changes life. So lovingly present the truth to them. I don't care how difficult they are. You have to tell them the truth, even when it's hard to tell the truth. Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family at 10 a.m. on Sunday, November 14th, as we celebrate our Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank all branches of the military and their families, as well as veterans, for their service and self-sacrificing generosity to sustain the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these selfless individuals for their priceless and ultimate sacrifice. Secondly, lovingly in wisdom... Challenge their thinking without allowing yourself to get sucked into a debate or an argument. Lovingly in wisdom, challenge their thinking without allowing yourself to get sucked, 
Some of y'all just get back and shoo, and you find yourself debating and fighting. And all of a sudden, instead of helping, you've, dri- you've driven a huge wedge in that relationship. So lovingly end up in wisdom, challenge their thinking. I don't let folk get away around me with bad thinking. You, you, if some folk get around you because of who they are, you know they're not talking right. And you just say, well, I didn't say nothing. Well, then you part of it. Don't let folk get away. I don't care if they say, I don't care how influential you think they are. I don't care. Listen, the ground is level at the cross. And if they're not thinking right and talking right, you have an obligation to tell them in wisdom, wait a minute, that is not the right. Let me adjust your thinking on that because your thinking is out of order. So lovingly in wisdom, challenge their thinking without allowing yourself to get, I don't argue with folk. I don't argue. Matter of fact, you can't even argue folk in the kingdom. Yeah, man, you, the, the fruit has to be ready for plucking. So share, and if they resist it and all that, and you want to fight and all that, you just say, you know what? I've shared what needed to be said. You just think and reflect on that, and I'll be praying for you that God bring you around. Just close it like that. Ask God to give you wisdom how to talk, and don't talk so rough. Let me tell you something. Wait a minute, that's already bad. Lighten up. Goggle or something. (laughs) Number three, praying for difficult people will give you the patience and wisdom to demonstrate love towards them. Praying for difficult people will give you the patience and wisdom to demonstrate love towards them. When the time you pray for that person that's difficult, because prayer changes things. Amen. Not arguing, not fussing, not debating, not walking around. Bitterness doesn't change something. Anger doesn't change a thing. It'll change you, make you sick, heal you. Prayer changes things. In your own flesh, you cannot help that difficult person. So, Pray. And some of you don't like them so much you don't want to pray. That's the only thing that's going to really help. You have to pray for a breakthrough. And just because you prayed one little bitty prayer don't mean God's going to answer the next two minutes. Sometimes God brings around slowly so he can develop you in the process. You hear what I said? (laughs) Sometimes God will bring that difficult. He ain't going to bring around too fast because God is trying to get you somewhere. He said, if I bring around too fast, you'll be gloating on how you helped them. I want you to pray a while. There's some things in you God is trying to flush out. It ain't just about that difficult person. It's God making you in that process who he wants you to be. Number four, speak words of encouragement in spite of how they respond to you. Now, that's difficult unless you're maturing in Christ. Speak words of encouragement in spite of how they respond to you. You didn't do this right. You always do so-and-so. And you don't know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? And you can say, you know what? I remember when you did this particular thing for me right in the midst of a crisis, and I am so thankful to God that you blessed me in that situation. Say something kind, diffuse them, by causing them to remember how they were such a blessing in your life. Look how quiet it's getting now. 
give a word of encouragement. They can't fight encouragement. It takes two to take. Say something, ambush them. Give them what they're not expecting. And you know what happened? They begin to think before they begin to speak to you because they know you're not going to respond in the typical way. Are are y'all hanging with me? Number five, how do you demonstrate love toward a difficult person, a people? Doing random acts of kindness instead of random acts of evil will help you in the process. That's what you do. (laughs) They just cussed you out. And the next day you bring them some flowers. (laughs) You ambush them and buy them lunch unexpectedly. You got it there. You wouldn't took it was a you you wouldn't bought it. Bought it to their table. Bought it to their day. Hey, I bought you some lunch. Didn't even reference that other issue. They're gonna say, wait a minute, I just laid them out, cussed them out. They bought me lunch. What's wrong? They crazy. (laughs) Y'all don't think like that. I mean, how can I serve you? A little acts of kindness, maybe a note, maybe whatever. I, I, it, there are many illustrations you can do, many things. And if you ask God to show you, he'll show you random acts of kindness that you can ambush them with, and you will change the atmosphere of your marketplace or your floor that you own. All of a sudden, God will lift you up and make you respectable, and those who couldn't stand you will seek your counsel. Because you maintain a spiritual posture. Number six, continue to let the light of Christ shine even in the midst of pressure, tension, and all kinds of evil being done against you. It could be by a spouse. Some spouses can be horrible. Fill the home with tension. The children feel the tension. It becomes unbearable. And yet, you don't have biblical grounds for divorce. And you ought not want them either. Because God is able. Amen. Keep a time tension is you getting quiet now. Time little something go wrong with the marriage. You be lying to the divorce court. Divorce ought not be the first option, it ought to be the last. And even when it's then, it has to be a biblical reason. Divorcing for incompatible differences. What is that in the scripture? Show me that in the scripture. God will make you compatible. I don't love her no more. God can renew that love. Amen. Can God, can God do anything? Yeah, but you're saying, but that. So continue to let your life shine, even in the midst of pressure, tension, and all kinds of evil being done against you. And I tell you, some folk can be quite cynical. Quite cynical. Number seven. At times, yield for the sake of peace without compromising the scripture. That's very critical. Sometimes for the sake of peace, you can just take the blame. Don't take the shot. It wasn't you, but they just need to see that in you. You know what? It was me. I mean, you said, I can't do it. It wasn't me. It was it. Wait, stop, stop, stop. You might be right. But if it's not, if it's not compromising the integrity of the scripture, it's okay to take the hit even though you were not at fault. 
Why can't you? Jesus took the hit. Did he take the hit? I mean, he had no sins. You, and you know you got some sins in me too. Why you can't? It, 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 it's always some fault on both sides. If you look for it hard enough, it wasn't me. It was all them. I ain't do nothing. <laughs> all right. Go on. Well, this wouldn't happen if that. Stop passing the blame, shipping the blame and all that. Looking for a way out. You always try to find it. Stop that and just say, oh, you know what? You, you're right. You're right. And I need to do better. And I, what, what can I do? so that we can not find ourselves in this situation the next time. How can we improve this? Let's, let's relook at this so that I can, can minister to you more effectively. See, when you grow up as a Christian, you can diffuse a whole lot of stuff. But the fact of the matter is some of y'all saying, I, 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 I'm mature. You're not as mature as you. You just say that in word, but you're not saying it in deed. Then number eight. Confronting and confessing to God your own weaknesses, deficiencies, and sins will keep you from anger, hate, and retaliation against those who despise you. Confronting, this is huge. Confronting and confessing your own sin to God, your own witness, your own weaknesses, your own deficiencies. Your own sins will keep you from anger and hate and retaliation against those who despise you. And let me tell you something. If you're living for Christ, you got some folk who despise you. You got some folk that don't have anything to do with you. Some folk didn't like you from the very, you didn't, you didn't even say Jesus and they didn't like you. But you got to realize as you ask God to deal with you, your own issues, then all this stuff won't keg up in your own heart, the anger and the hate and the retaliation, so that you won't lose it in the midst of persecution. Finally, but not the least, the same powerful transforming gospel that saved, that changed you can change others. Huh? How many of you used to be a, how many of you used to be horrible before you got saved? You know how you used to be. I mean, you knew you were difficult. I mean, now you're scared to confess. But some of y'all were nice sinners. <laughs> Lord, help me. Some of y'all were nice sinners. Yeah, you were a sinner, but you were a nice sinner. You didn't hurt nobody. You didn't just chew out. You, you could get along with folks. And some of y'all were ugly sinners. I mean, you knew how to get them back. I mean, you knew how to do it. You, you've been doing, it was a part of who you are. And all of a sudden, God got a hold of you. Changed you. Things you used to say, you don't say no more. Things you used to do, you don't do anymore. Place you used to go, you don't go no more. But let me tell you something, the same gospel that changed you and me out of whatever we were in is powerful enough to change the person who's difficult in your life. No one is too hard for God. Remember, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. Love is what? Which means you have to be patient in your love. 
My friend, how are you going to respond to the immeasurable, immense love of God towards you? It was the same love of God that created you. It was the love of God that saved you. It was the love of God that woke you up this morning. It's it's the love of God that's sustaining your very life. Now the question this morning is, how are you going to respond to the immense love of God? What you going to do? There's somebody under my voice. Jesus died for you. And your, your being here today is no accident. How are you going to respond to the message and the love of God in this message today? You're going to walk out of here and not respond and get your life in order? Or are you going to presume on a tomorrow that you don't even know you have? Walk out of here and could damn your own soul. Are you going to rise in victory? Or are you going to walk out of here and sit in defeat? It's your choice. But there are severe consequences to your decision. And pride, the greatest sense of pride, is to hear truth, understand truth, and know truth, but walk away from that truth and leave like you came. What do you, you said, how many of you know God loves you? Let me see your hand if you know God loves you. Now, thank you. The question is, as I close, how are you going to love God back? How are you going to love God back? And all God's children said, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your benefits. And the, we thank you for the immensity of your love, the greatness of your love, the immeasurability of your love. We thank you, Lord God, that you love us first. And because you took the initiative to love us, now we can love you. Oh, God, thank you for helping us with the issue of difficult people. Father, the fact of the matter is, it's not my brother, it's me standing in the need of prayer. I got issues that I need to confront in my own life. Lord, now, I pray that you would break me, mold me, make me after your will while we are waiting, yielded, and still. Father, let this not be another sermon, another church service. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.